listeners, if you are waiting for the joke workshop, we're here in full swing at the festival, and we have a bunch of comics in the room, and we're going to do a joke workshop just like we do on Mondays. So we'll get started in a few minutes. Yay!
It's a very special edition of the Joke Workshop here at MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. Yay! It's special for the festival, and we've got comedians from all over the United States, from Bend, Oregon, and actually from all over this side of the state. We've got from <laughs> L.A. to Oregon, uh, and it, we're going to be, we're, it's exciting. We're going to do eight-minute sets, and at seven minutes, you'll hear the horn, because it's the radio, and... We like to know what a minute feels like. Uh, and then we're going to take copious notes and be really good like audience people. And then we'll have a big discussion about your jokes at the end. It's going to be super fun. So who wants to go first? All right. Coming up to the stage all the way from L.A. Everybody put your hands together for Jenny Mullaney. Thank you. I figured just get it over with, right? Um, uh, I went to Planned Parenthood yesterday um, to get tested, and uh, there was this little boy in the waiting room, and uh, like no mother to be found. So I have a theory that the anti-abortionists are just planting cute children in the Planned Parenthood waiting room, so you rethink your life decisions. Um, I I didn't get an abortion yesterday, not pregnant, um, but I have have gotten an abortion before. Um, I think more people need to talk about it. Like, it shouldn't be a shameful thing. Um, I went in very, like, my body, my choice, you know. Um, but uh, I got a little rattled by the ultrasound tech. She um, asked me if I wanted to know if it was twins. And so I sort of had, like, a crisis of conscience. I was like, how many babies am I willing to murder? Like, what what is the line in the sand, um, and so I paused and I thought about it and responded very thoughtfully. Um, I asked her, well, do you offer a sibling discount? Ah. Yeah. Um, what's funnier, on the way out, they asked me if I'd like to make a donation, um, and I was like, I just said no to the baby, and now Planned Parenthood wants me to be their daddy, really. Um, oh, it's so good to be back in the Bay. I love doing comedy up here. Um, I started doing comedy in LA, and because of that, I didn't realize that male comics actually needed to be funny until I came to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I've, been, I've been up here for work for a little while, um, and it is, it's good to be back. I actually, I used to live up here. Um, I lived in Berkeley 20 years ago. Yeah, not to brag, but Cal, that is the university I dropped out of. Um, my parents raised me to be a devout Catholic, so every week, without fail, I go to therapy. Say what you will about the Catholic Church, it is the one place in the world where little girls are safe. Mm -hmm. um, I was uh, hanging out in the Castro the other night, uh, love the Castro, fun place to go out, right? Um, but when I went to the ladies' room, I saw something very disturbing. There was someone very unladylike in there. This lady was standing up in the stall, facing the toilet, left the seat up and everything, made a big mess, no shame at all. I'm sorry, but what they're doing is wrong, unnatural, and disgusting, and I won't stand for it. They don't belong in the ladies' room. You know the people I'm talking about. Bulimics? Um, no, I would never make fun of the trans, but I do make fun of eating disorders because I used to have one. <laughs> Um, and I didn't realize my anorexia had spiraled out of control until I stopped getting attention from black guys. 
I guess you could say that was my bottom, no longer having one. Um, yeah, I, I told that joke once, and one of my friends came up to me after the show, very concerned. She was like, Jenny, you can't say black guys. On stage, that's racist. I was like, Kristen, the way you just whispered black guys, that's racist. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've been dating a lot, um, and the best thing about being single and dating a bunch of different guys is I only really need one good date outfit. I wear it on all my first dates. I call it my uniform. <laughs> he comes to pick me up, and I'm like, hello, sir. <laughs> um, I have, hey, kids. Yes, Planned Parenthood is an in full effect. <laughs> um, thought I was in San Francisco, but, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so I don't remember what I was talking about, but that's okay. Oh, dating, dating, dating. Um, I, yeah, I date, I date a lot. Been dating a lot of guys, um, but uh, I have a very strict rule: I don't date other comedians. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get involved with someone I'm actually attracted to. Yeah. Um, so I broke my own rule in New York because I met this guy and he was so funny. I laughed so hard my clothes fell off. And I will say, um, there was this like very magnetic attraction between us. Like, I could only think about him, and he could only think about him. Ah! <laughs> Narcissism aside, the sex was amazing. It was the first time in my life I simultaneously laughed, cried, and orgasmed. Except that one time with my uncle. Oh. Yeah, I really wanted that pony. Yeah. Um, it gets an O. I'm like, well, we can talk about it later. Uh, what else is going on for me? Um, oh, I've noticed, oh, I'm staying, uh, in the Tenderloin while I'm here, and so I hear a lot of fireworks at night. At least that's what I tell myself they are. Um, I've also noticed, kind of like LA, there's a major, uh, you have, like, a, the unhoused epidemic here, too. Um, and I love that San Francisco is doing a lot for the unhoused community, um, you know, with food banks and shelters and the clean needle exchange, but I really think we're missing the mark. Um, what the unhoused need more than anything are belts. <laughs> because if I see one more unhoused flaccid dick, <laughs> I mean, I barely want to see rich flaccid dick, right? Um, so now they're all back at my place. <laughs> it's getting kind of crowded thinking about getting a two bedroom. Um, no, I have, and I have, and I have an idea. I think, I think we, we, we start, you know, a, a charity, a, a philanthropic organization. We can call it Belts for Bums. Keep the crack in your pipe and out of my sight. Just because you're living on Skid Row doesn't mean I need to see your skid marks. <laughs> yep, um, I'm Jenny Mullaney and that's my time, I think. Did I get a horn? I don't know, I'm just, Oh, I still have three minutes, shit. Okay, well, here we go, tried and true. Uh, I have an IUD. Um, I also have a DUI, <laughs> and they're similar. Both were painful to get. Both have been with me for 10 years, and both were paid for by my father. <laughs> my daddy's got alphabet money. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, anyone else in here still not over the very first person they ever made love to in an elevator? I didn't even know churches had elevators. Um, yeah, we, we broke up because uh, we wanted different things. We had very different visions of our dream wedding. Like, I saw us getting married in Malibu, and he saw us getting married to multiple people. 
Um, and it's not that I'm against polyamory. It's just a lot more work. Like, now that we're broken up, there are five women I have to cyberstalk and two dudes. Um, I found out that Elevator Sex and one of his new partners were caught in the crossfire of random gun violence. Yeah, really scary, right? And here I was so jealous of the new girl, um, but looks like I dodged a bullet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I did some things after that breakup I'm not proud of. I did shrooms. I did lip injections. I did a white guy. I'm just kidding. I never do a white guy. <laughs> That would be a new low. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm getting to that age where all my friends are getting married and having kids. And one of my friends, like, desperately wants to get married and have children. And she called me up yesterday, and she was like, Jenny, I had the most amazing dream. I was married with three kids and one on the way. I was like, Alex, you had a nightmare. <laughs> uh, my sister um, uh, has... A couple kids and she's actually pregnant again um, and it, it's cute actually she's she's really excited um, she hopes it's a girl her husband hopes it's a boy and as the baby's on I just hope it's not fucking ugly um, I actually love children I really do I love them so much I dated one for 13 years mm-hmm. and I knew the relationship was coming to an end when sex felt like an awkward group project I was like really paired up with this guy again <laughs> Can we go in different rooms, work independently, and say we did it together? I'll even do your part for you, give you credit, because I know I can get it done faster, and you're going to fuck it up anyway. On the rare occasion we did actually work together, I'd just be alone in my room afterwards, finishing the part he couldn't. Me. Uh, I'm Jenny Mullaney. That's my time. Yay! Yay, Yay, Jenny Mullaney, yay! So you can actually, the microphones are long enough that we can all grab um you can actually grab one and take it to your seat or sit in the front row or all that kind of stuff there's microphones for everybody um and then we can talk about your jokes yay you can stay on stage or not on stage lauren that one up at the front has a really long tether okay you, you, you can stay up there jenny or not it's up to you oh, okay. uh, but definitely have a microphone awesome there's, there's one right there yeah, we're in this like weird little small group meeting. It's perfect. I can I can actually get it. There we go. There we go. Yeah. It's like an AA meeting. There we go. <laughs> yeah, some of them are louder than others. Um, Testing. Okay. Yeah, I love I love your Planned Parenthood stuff because I think I love abortion jokes. I think that. <laughs> no, I do. I think it's important to be political and to use your platform to, you know, it, you're you're right. It's like people should talk more about abortions because it yeah. shouldn't be a shameful thing and. I mean, it's about women's rights, and but I, I I appreciate that that you're bringing that to the forefront. Thanks, Pam. Uh, other comments on the Planned Parenthood stuff? I love the cute, cute children. I <laughs> that was so right. funny. I didn't. Yeah, I'm like, there's something there. To you could you could develop it yeah. more, but like go into specifics about that kid mm-hmm. or anything that how it made you feel, mm-hmm. or it him whatever yeah. made you feel and. Um, relation to were you there by yourself yeah i was there by myself and he opened up people magazine and he was like going through the magazine with me it was really and he was by himself well no his mom was in line i think oh okay yeah all right Um, you can you can talk about that and talk about you going through the magazine and what mm -hmm. what that that's hilarious Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and it's a good it works from beginning to end because you end with you ended with that I just hope it's not ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and if you open with, so smart people will remember if 
that joke from the front that you were saying cute kids you know right right yeah oh i missed that <laughs> oh yeah i didn't I even realize it's just, it just was, a through line yeah it was yeah. Like, yeah. So, happened yeah, yeah that's good back. i didn't yeah, yeah. I, I love oh. that LA men comics joke that they suck, <laughs> but you, I think that you can do an act out after it as a dude doing a shitty dick joke. Oh my yeah, God. So you can so like stand funny. there. Yeah. You can like assume the position of like the guy comic and be like, Oh, my dick is so small or my dick is so big or whatever <laughs> with like their stupid voice. Yep. Thank you. That would be fun. Do a lot of LA male comics make peanut butter jokes? Because that's an, like an epidemic in Oregon. No, I've never. Every heard. single set has something to do with dogs and peanut butter. Oh, every what? time. Every time. I don't understand. It's oh not that God. funny. Dogs and peanut butter. Oh, putting peanut butter on your junk so your dog will lick it. Yeah. Oh my it's God. And they all have that joke. Every wow. time. I should well, just I, get some peanut butter. I got some peanut butter. Like, my dog loves it. Art has a joke about. Or who is no? It's Paul Robertson has the joke about dogs are better than cats because cats can't give you a blowjob. They have that oh spiky God. tongue. Oh they have that rough tongue. Oh yeah. So we sort of have it too here too. It's just but it's just, just one. one just, but there's a just lot of dick guy. jokes yeah. for, for real. Yeah, well, lots of dick jokes. I'm glad I'm not missing that in <laughs> back alley, Oregon. <laughs> I love your bulimic joke. Uh, I think that the misdirect from trans people is risky, but you pull it off. So I, but I can, I can sense that, you know, that, that when you start that <laughs> yeah, joke, yeah. like, can we'll I start. get away with this year? I think one time in LA, it, it helped at the end. I was like, wait, who did you think I was talking about? Like very yeah. like, yeah. But yeah, here, it, I mean, I don't know what people will, I mean, try it, see what people, I mean, but people are in San Francisco. People get really, someone shouted out in the middle of that joke before I got to the punch. Why is there a kid in the Castro? Because I'd said it. There was a kid in the bathroom. Like, I took it oh. further. And I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe because it's a safer place for children than schools, churches, the Boy Scouts, <laughs> literally anywhere in America. Yes. Good. That's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, you did a funny thing where you said with Kristen. Uh, oh, oh, that's racist. Oh, right. That whole Kristen thing. Oh. I think that... I think that um, you can, it's such a small tweak, but like, you know, when Kristen's are like, no, it's Kirsten. Like oh. I pick a, I pick a name, like a super white girl name. That's maybe a little bit even whiter than Kristen, like okay. Kirsten or like, Kirsten. you know, pick some, something so Karen-y that it's just like, cause then you can, you have a, then you have a, I mean, you're punching down on other women, but who, who the fuck cares? Uh, <laughs> punch down on the racist, punch down on racist Racism. Kirsten, Kirsten, or, um, just like a super white girly name i think you get an extra laugh in there yeah there was something with the when you were saying dating and magnetic there was oh, a joke yeah. about dating yeah. and magnetic. i thought i don't know much about magnets but i thought you could go into that something about repelling mm -hmm. and i maybe make it another joke about you get another tag in there oh yeah uh like when i said i only thought about him and he only thought about him the, the yeah. connection was magnetic we repel, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know how magnets, mm -hmm. or, or I don't know, you maybe take it one more, do one more. I don't, I don't cool. know what it would be. Thanks. Magnets, um, how the fuck do they work? <laughs> yeah. Um, you're an undercover chuckle fucker. Yep. <laughs> I thought that, I, I just wrote that down, but you can steal I that if you want, because it's a cute little turn of phrase, undercover chuckle, chuckle fucker. fucker. Just because uh, that's, a, that's a known trope, you know, mm -hmm. girls that 
Turns have out, sex with <laughs> funny guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Turns out you're an undercover, undercover <laughs> chuckle fucker. Yeah, say that five times fast. Good oh luck. Oh my god. You I, s- what do we think about the uncle fucker joke? I mean, is it too gross? I don't know. We all ood. I know. I got an ooh. Is an ooh bad? Is like no, he's alright. Is I? It made everyone really uncomfortable. <laughs> but then I called attention. I was like, oh, I can talk about abortions and domestic violence, but we draw the line at. <laughs> incest <laughs> yeah i would address i mean that's that's funny there and then yeah. you could take that okay and go with it um i don't i didn't talk about domestic violence this that but i usually do yeah there was oh, another you're hitting one all the you're hitting all the fun topics <laughs> i know yeah. you're hitting <laughs> all the fun. good ones <laughs> when you said uh shrooms lip injections and a white guy, white guy i thought uh, maybe you could add not on the same night That's amazing. Thank like you. That. You're not all the same that. night. I'm not a monster. <laughs> I'm not a monster, right? I mean, you said in your tried and true stuff, you're I mean, you're it's really good writing. It's really it's, it's clever and your Thanks, script is Pam. good and and um and it's fun too to see, see you break from it and sort of talk outside of it. So mm-hmm. but I know that you're you know, you I appreciate the script. Guys, this is so fun. Yay. You're welcome. Clap your hands Yay. for Jenny. Yay. Yay. Woo. All right. Who's going next? <laughs> That's me. All right. Do you want to go, Katie? I can, I can go. You can go. It's up to you. It's, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. Uh, you know, I'll time myself. All right. Uh, bring into the stage. It's myself yay yay is this a loud one this is a good one this yes this is the best one i think this is number two uh yeah so i uh <laughs> it it's it's my birthday today uh, yeah can we do you want to do you want to guess how old I am? <laughs> I already told you. It's okay. Yeah, it's, I'm a Monet, though. I look really good from far away. And then you get up close. You're like, dots, slashes, what is holding this image together? Ketamine. That's really what's <laughs> been doing it. If you're up in the front row, uh, you can see that I am an inconstant shaver. I am, it is not. I'm, I'm so lonely I masturbate to podcasts. So there's no reason to clean up the crash site it's i have so many pubes it looks like i have a kitten in a headlock <laughs> can pet it it's cute it, it won't bite it's not biting anything <laughs> i was born in 1974 and i have the bush to match <laughs> it's <laughs> it's dank and swampy and no one can find charlie that's what I named my clitoris, Charlie. You're too young to get the Vietnam reference. I'm sorry. I have abortions older than you. That's fantastic. I'm so glad you're here. That's good. I did. I had my first abortion in 1995. Yeah, you're welcome, America. And I only have one regret. Uh, and that, yeah, I didn't have the kid. Because right now I could be fucking all of his friends. <laughs> 
That's it's a problem. I like twenty eight year old men, uh, but I am going through menopause, and men no longer pause on me. They are not interested. I love twenty eight year olds so much. I started watching Premier League soccer. Finally, I get to watch hot twenty eight year old men actually make goals. Uh. They're making goals. Twenty eight year olds are so young and so dumb. I love them so much. They're doing this new thing called intermittent fasting. Have you heard of this? They're microdosing food. Oh, but I'm intermittent fasting. You're going to mansplain anorexia to me? I've been doing this for 30 years. Oh, but I only eat when the sun is in the northwest corner of the sky. You have an eating disorder, sir. You have. I should know I, too, used to be bulimic and uh, terrible for the body but incredible for the American economy. Makes you four times the consumer. They love that. I wanted to be known as an environmentalist, so I would vomit into the composting. Renew, recycle, regurgitate. (laughs) Highly acidic compost will be great on the wine vines in Napa. 2021 Pinot. (laughs) It's going to be delicious. I do love 28-year-olds uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a problem. I, I, I've never been on a dating app. I'm 49 years old, and I've never been on a dating app, which is just another way to say I've never had an STD. But I'm so old, I still call them STDs. I've had 12 STIs. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't had any. Again, there's nothing happening downstairs. Uh, the patriarchy is upon us, though. It's rough, ladies, in the room, and it's all in the language, and it's difficult. And don't worry, I'll just say a few things about feminism, and then I'll talk about dicks in my mouth. But because I don't want to be contentious, you know, with the men in the audience, like, oh, feminism. But really, the patriarchy is still upon us, and it's all in our language. It's all right there. Like, you're a feet male, you know, you're a pert son. We are all hute man, <laughs> we're all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word without the word men in it. It just sounds like it. Spelled differently, feminist. Uh, but it, the language, it's all there. Uh, when we become wit men, what do we do? Men straight. <laughs> it's the one thing they can literally never do and they put their name all over it. And they think it's gross. And when we have sex for the first time, what do we break? Hi, men. Hi, men. Hi. I can have sex with all of you now. Hi, men. We already went through menopause. <laughs> I'm going through it right now. But the one prefix they give us, the one thing they give us, herpes. That's what we get. Herpes. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm uh, incredibly poor. I make poor decisions. I have an MFA in poetry. It's not a bad decision, just a poor one. (laughs) I will never make any money ever. (laughs) It was fantastic. Uh, But I thought, oh, I know what I can do. I can write lyrics for music, right? Because you can make money that way. Big money. But I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll write lyrics for death metal. Because there's only like nine words in those songs anyway. (laughs) First song is about things people like. 
puppies, kittens, unicorns, lots of porn. <laughs> People love porn. And end rhyme, it makes them feel complete. My second song deals with assonance or the rhyming of vowel sounds between words. Rappers often call it slant rhyme. At dawn with chainsaws. For those of you that don't speak death metal, that's at dawn with chainsaws. It's about carving up dead bloated whales in Alaska at dawn. Very metal concept. Uh, my last street sweeping. My last song. I think it's going to be my big money maker, and it's called 28 Year Olds Lament. I have the worst roommate. <laughs> knock, knock, knock on the door while I masturbate. Oh, mom, why do I still live with my mom? Thank you. Thank you. That's a death growl. That's also a convention of death metal. Cool. That's my minute. Hong Kong, thank you. Yeah, but life's going pretty well right now, not this set. Uh, but I get to host it Cobbs tonight, which is kind of like, oh, dream come true on my birthday. Wow. Uh, and I, this is crazy. I saw and talked to my mother for the first time in 12 years. She walked right through that door, and the first thing she said to me was, oh, my God, you're so skinny. And all my past trauma just poof. <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> my dad's going to pop out of the bathroom. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm going to die. Like, God's going to take me right now. I was on the bus. I was on the 14 bus at 2.30 in the morning, and an army of skateboarders came on, and they started chanting, Pam is hot. Pam is hot. And I was like, I'm going to die. I didn't know that was on my bucket list. God is taking me now. My life is over. <laughs> Everything has been accomplished. Check, check, check. Uh, but so I've been taking extra special safety precautions to not die, right? Smoking way less weed in the morning before my showers to avoid those nasty slip and falls. I've eliminated choking hazards from my house. Right? No more stone fruits, peaches, plums, no more tiny pretzels. No more 28-year-old men. <laughs> Can you imagine I die choking on a cock? <laughs> Jesus learned to swallow Benjamin. And at my funeral, Lauren is there. And she says, oh, at least Pam died doing what she loved. Uh, sometimes I end that joke by saying, you know, an addendum to that joke. Of course I swallow. But I always leave a little bit just for witchcraft. Okay. And I should never end on that. Yay. <laughs> no, honestly. Oh, I'm sorry. I took an extra minute, you guys. Um, I honestly should never end on the witchcraft joke because every time I do, the audience is like, either, either there's a witchy person who's like, wow. And I, I do have a joke I usually front load about witchcraft at the front of a set. But still, it never, I, so I think I'm gonna end it with that 28 year olds, like, cause it bridges it around as opposed to, cause every time I end on the witchcraft joke, people are like scared a little bit maybe even. I don't know, I just, it hasn't been, I love it, but I don't think it works. Do you find it works better when you say 
um, 28 year olds at the end or just let us imagine that that's because sometimes you say it sometimes you don't it's a good question I don't know it depends on how smart the audience is if I if they're a smart audience they get it right away and I at least she died at least she died doing what she loved maybe you could like mumble 28 28 28 sometimes I say at least she died doing what she loved and then they all start laughing and then I and then but then, but yeah, yeah. So sometimes I say it, and sometimes I don't. M- mumble it, twenty-eight-year-olds, or something like. Yeah. To give them. It doesn't them the, need the it, but sometimes it's it feels like it will get it. The people who don't quite get it. Yeah. The slow ones. The slow ones. Yeah, that it's, that's the, the 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 litmus test is that, and I don't know if I'm gonna even do whiskey dick for real, but the when I say it's twofold. Oh yeah. And so if I do that at the top and they get it, it just depends if they like or get wordplay or not. I don't know. Yeah. The flow in this was excellent. It was oh. great flow, and you went. Your pacing was really great, really right on. I like it when you slowed it down, especially the part um, where the uh, the death metal. Oh, okay. When you were talking about the uh, poetry and MFA, right? And that, yeah, that was really good because you slowed it down a little bit, and it was right. I I I got two applause breaks on that joke last saturday and so i was like i should prop and it's such an old joke i mean i wrote it like seven years ago but i gets applause breaks so i kind of feel like why not i should do it i'm yeah. good thinking about doing it tonight at Cobbs because it's it's a it's like a crowd pleaser kind of yeah no it's fun it's do fun. we think that the feminist stuff is too contentious because i often oftentimes i get like up on my high horse and i'm like Wah! and it, it, it freaks people out i've been told that when I do feminist, like when I talk about the language and I'm like, because I'm saying to men, you put your name all over it and you think it's gross. And then that like, tur- I don't know. I love that you preface it with, oh, don't worry, I'll like go back to talking about dicks in my dicks. mouth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm wondering. And I did. So. The choking on dicks thing, I'm wondering if there's a tie into bulimia, like. Oh. You like gagging on it? Have you ever vomited on a cock? Like it's my favorite way to throw up. <laughs> 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 Fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, there might be a, a a a bulimia throwback from the choking. And I think you can go like further with your vagina about like maybe like yeah, my pussy's name is Garfield. Like it oh, does nothing. Oh like, right. Yeah. Once a Getting month, it kind of looks like lasagna. Yeah, it kind of wow. looks like lasagna. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's not I. It's not orange though. It has it's it's there's um it's a weird. Sh- I'm trying to think if there's a cat that's multicolored like silver and black, some kind <laughs> of cat. Because I have a lot of I have like gray, a lot of gray, like Storm. You know the X Men character, the girl with the hair. That's I have a little. That's what's happening down there. I yeah I. Uh. Yeah, the the pubes. I really don't shave. Um, yeah, I don't, I, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about my vagina, you know, and it is funny though, because women don't have a lot of jokes where they like specifically talk about their snatch, right? And guys, every, how many dick jokes do I have? There are like six dick jokes in my set, (laughs) but the vagina jokes are weird. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what to, which, which are going to be the right jokes tonight. When you said convention of death metal, 
that's another convention of death metal. I thought you could go off if you wanted to on a tangent about conventions of things. It's, a, it's like death metal and, and how you, um, you can act it out. Does that uh, make sense? Yeah, because um, it's after Dodge on Chainsaws. For those of you that don't speak death metal, it's Dodge on Chainsaws. It's a... I don't know what you could say, but just when you Wasn't said conventions the death of growl? death... Oh, the death growl, yes, another convention. Uh, am I saying the word convention? Is that the word I'm saying? Yeah. It's so weird when you That's think about words now. like that. and I, It just comes out, and then I'm like, convention. That's such a weird word, anyways. Um, it just made me think of yeah. like the opportunity to do more ideas of more conventions yeah. of death metal. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I got the death like growl. Poetry I've got conventions, the there's right. I, uh, so what's another part? There, I've got the death growl. What's another one of the things that death metal does? They they're gross and weird and talk about weird like and they have weird names like cannibal corpse and shit like that. You know, goat whore. I have that that. Goat, oh yeah, you said goat. Right, goat whores. I have a that's a go-to for me. Uh, when I yeah. I was called a puta cabra on the bus, and that's a goat whore. And I was like, oh, that's a compliment, you know? It's a face-melting death metal band from Louisiana. I had one more. Yeah, um, yeah, I yeah. Did, when you say masturbate to podcasts, uh -huh. I wrote voices. Something oh, about, sometimes no, I say that. Sometimes I say, I like to hear the voices. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You could go in, you could go into that yeah. more if you want. Well, it's, it comes from a true story, sadly. Uh, uh -huh. But, yeah. Cool. I will, and I, I'll, I'll add that, that little tag back. Yeah, I gotta slow, I gotta be slow tonight, but I also have to have like energy. I don't wanna, I'm, yeah, I think I'm just gonna stick with like number, everything that's numbered, because it's my birthday's a number, 28 year olds are a number, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What do, you, do we think that eat, we like the eating disorder joke? Sometimes it freaks people out, but I think there's enough political stuff in the there. The regurgitate? Anyways. That one? Yeah, yeah like. I like it. Okay. I love when you do this on um, wine vines in Napa. <laughs> Napa. So it's actually a true thing that acidic compost creates better wine. And vomit is, I guess, acidic. So ergo, science. When you do that, when you talk about that, um, the wine vines in Napa and the, that whole bit, your pacing is very good and your um, delivery is very good. You're presenting it in a way that it's almost like um, you're teaching us, you're oh. showing us. And if you do that maybe with the feminist stuff, oh. that might carry a, a, a little bit different. It might not be so heavy. Right, because it, it's the know. same thing with the death metal. I, I'm being a little teachery and being like, let yeah. me teach you. And it's yeah. a little lighter as opposed to when I get into the feminist stuff, like I get like, Arr. Right, and, and yeah, try, I, try it. Try it being the same way. Right, because that all three of those jokes would have the same sort of cadence to it. Then it's just, yeah, thank you. Yay! Yay! Thank you. Who's next? Yay! I'll go, I'll go next. I drop my Yay! Oh. Yay! Coming up to the stage. I'm going to do the stripper voice. Coming up to the stage. <laughs> Very sexy and funny and awesome. It's Lauren Kraut. Yay! Hold on. Hello, everybody. I gotta pull up my pants. <laughs> belt. No, I, I hate belts. I hate belts. I'm gonna be one of the homeless or unhoused people with the pants falling down. Um, okay, so 
I'm, I, there's a bunch of them that I'm trying to work on, but uh, I, they're all like relatively new this year. Um, I have one good eyebrow <laughs> and one that's trying to keep up, struggling to keep up. And I have one good eye and one that can't read. But the good eye has the bad eyebrow and the bad eye has the good eyebrow. And that just fucks with my head because my OCD and sense of balance is, it aggravates it. It's like the bad eyebrow makes me look unfinished. Like God said, ah, oh, fuck it. A little Maybelline will fix that. What's life if not a challenge? And to which I said to God, because I'm a scrappy adult, I accept your challenge, God, but I will not draw on a new eyebrow like some common floozy. No, instead I will hide my deformity behind some oversized Ray-Bans. And God was not to be outdone by this wannabe lesbian. And she said, I am taking away your vision and your other eye. Try getting, <laughs> try getting your driver's license renewed now. Yes, God is a fuck. Um, all right, that was one. Uh, this one is a little dark. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you a secret about myself. I have a wicker basket at home, and in it are the names of people and pets I have loved and who I've known and loved to have died. Totally not creepy at all. And every once in a while when I get the urge, I reach in there and I pull out one of those little pink pieces of paper and I read that name aloud and I conjure up that person in front of me and I say to them, hello, dead person that I have loved. What do you want me to know? And yes, my therapist knows I do this and if she's not worried, then you shouldn't be either. I don't think it's hurting anyone. I mean, it might be inconveniencing some dead souls who are, have something better to do on a Sunday afternoon. I don't know. But I don't know if saying their names and picturing them alive interferes with their eternity. They might not like it. I don't know. But I can tell you one person I know who would, doesn't, wouldn't like it and be pissed off is that my paternal grandmother, Rose Kraut, Mrs. Rose Kraut, not to be confused with my great aunt, Miss Rose Kraut, who detested Mrs. Rose Kraut because Mrs. Rose married Miss Rose's brother and no one was good enough for Lawrence. After you, Rose. No, after you, Rose. That needs a better act out, obviously. Grandma Rose was a tough old bird and I don't think she would like me conjuring her up. I think she would rather be sipping Mai Tais or playing Mahjong or whatever they do in the great beyond. So... Uh, she would probably say, what do you want now, Lauren? I'm, I thought being dead would be relaxing. You're stressing me out here. Okay, wait, there's more. So I'm leery of pulling her name, but you might think I'm cray-cray crazy for talking to dead people, but some of my best ideas have been from them. My dear departed mother, she taught me how to, how to uh, repair a broken heart. Copious amounts of wine, followed by a good Merlot. Thanks, Mom. I feel better already. All right, cool. Uh, what else are we going to do? How do you know when you've died? Is there some reverse wake-up call? Do you get a, do you get a, um, are there angels in white light directing you to the nearest exit? Right this way, we have table for one. 
but I don't have a reservation. Oh, yes, you do. Is it that your lights suddenly go out and poof, you're done? Or do you get that kind of a, you just realize that something's not right. I feel different. Oh, I'm dead, aren't I? I don't know where I'm going with that one, but that's just died. Um, uh, um, can we just stop shooting people? Stop shooting and killing. Stop hating. Can we all just take a moment to realize that it doesn't hurt me if my neighbor is black if, um, and I'm white, if he's Muslim and I'm Jewish, if he's Republican and I'm not an idiot. In fact, it's an advantage because we each get to learn something different about the other person. You teach me about fly fishing or some other dumb shit, I'll show you how to put OCD to proper use in your life. Am I going too fast? Do you get what I'm trying to say? It does not hurt me if my neighbor is different. Say it with me. It does not hurt me if my neighbor is different. I learn and grow from different, and so do you, and you, and every one of you assholes. So shut up, sit down, and stop hating. You're making the rest of us look bad. All right, thank you. These aren't getting real last. But uh, we can have much. We want to have much, but not too much, because that would be too much. Too much, much. And if we had too much, much, where would you put it all? What do you do with your too much, much? Do you have a place to keep it? No, yeah, it's hard. And what is just the right amount of much? Is it a little much? That's a bit much. This is a touch much. This isn't much of a joke, but it's all I've got. <laughs> Thank you. Did I do lazy piece of shit? Oh, okay. Do you know how, how, bleh, do you know how hard it is to get things done when you're a lazy piece of shit? When you're a lazy piece of shit, you don't like to move. Moving is effort, and effort is bad. When you're a lazy piece of shit, it's not all fun and games. There are some rules you have to follow. For instance, to be a reliable lazy piece of shit, someone people can count on to not get the job done, you must consistently arrive late to wherever you go. That takes planning. I'm here. Oh, I'm on time. Okay, bye. I'll be back later. Another rule states that to even qualify to be a lazy piece of shit, you must lie around at least three quarters of your day. That's 16 hours to fill. That's a lot of planning too. Oh, I got two hours I can take a nap and then maybe I can hang around and smoke some pot for about three hours. Oh, maybe four hours. I don't know. I got 16 hours. How many is that? I'm not good at math. All right, and a true lazy master, piece of shit master will know when it's time to call it a day and go back to bed. Thank you. All right, ooh, there goes my bun. Um, one more I had about hair. Hair, where it doesn't belong, where it does belong, and when it's not. Big hair, messy hair, hair do's and hair don'ts. I want to know who was the first guy who cut his hair. What if there were, there were superstitions about cutting your hair back then? I think I'd like to cut my hair. Don't do it, Og, you'll die. <laughs> but it's so long and messy, what could it hurt? Just a little bit. 
I will pray for you, Og. I'm going to do it, but first I need to invent the scissors. Oh, sure, go invent the scissors. But go try and fix the sink. When I ask you to fix the sink, you won't do it. All right, that's it. I don't know what to Thank you. Yay, Lauren Kraut, yay. Uh, starting from the back end, I didn't even think about this, but lazy piece of shit can also pair up with worthwhile piece of shit. You yeah. have two piece of shit jokes. Yes, I do. Yes, I yes, I do. Yes, I do. I, I mean, I or, tie them up? yeah, I think they can be tied together. I mean, because if people are, you always get a huge laugh on worthwhile piece of shit. You know, people say it's a worthwhile piece of shit. Worthwhile piece. Like, you always get a big laugh on that. But, or maybe it's too much pieces of shit. I just think it's funny that you have two jokes. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Try I'll in the same it. set. I'll at look some at point. it. Thank you. Worthwhile. And this is another thing Trump is running again. So, your your Republican joke is gonna fl- has wings again, and your dried up prune. That's not yeah, a heart. that that's one. Dried um, up prune. Yeah, that, that has legs again because God he's running. Us. I yeah. literally saw a commercial that said like, "Trust oh. in Trump, he'll make everything better" or something oh, like that. God. It was something really insane. Yeah, that's the new logo. Instead of "Make America Great Again," it's yeah, it's something like Trump. "I can fix it." Something like that. Oh, yeah, wonderful. it was bad news. Um. Oh, I realized I have a question. You said you wanted help on the act out uh, before you, Rose, no, after you or whatever. I don't, I don't get it. Did you pull the wrong name Rose out of the basket or they're confused in the afterlife to which Rose you're calling from the basket? Is that the crux of it? No, but that's a good point. I didn't think about that. No, I was saying if I pulled Mrs. Rose Crowd, because I have them written down, Miss Rose Crowd and, oh. and, and Mrs. Rose Crowd. Well, Aunt Rose sure. versus Grandma, Mrs. Rose. Um when I pull them out, but in, if it's not clear in the joke, I should make it more clear. Well, that was just, when you say, after you, Rose, no, after you, that's the part where I don't get, like, are they, are you, you're ushering them doing, from I, heaven into the, oh, so it's not, no, so it, I thought that you were like, there, and they're coming to you, and one of them saying to the other one, after you, Rose, oh, and she's saying, oh, no, after you, that they're coming to your house because you pulled them out of the basket. But that's no, just, I just no, made that up in my head. No, it's an act out from when they were alive. Oh. But if it's not coming across, and it needs more. I just didn't know what how to do I both see. of them in in one take. Sure. If you have any suggestions, that, that would yeah, be Yeah, because I, I thought that it was that they were coming from the great beyond to you, and that they were fighting over who gets to go through the door first, or something oh, like yeah. that. Like, that's funny. Like, I like I that. I want to visit Lauren. After you. She pulled you from the basket. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah, maybe they're they're confused oh, over to which rose has been pulled out of the basket. Okay, that's good. That's that's I like that better. Too bad there isn't a twist to a third rose, so it's neither of them. A rose yeah. is a rose is a rose. I don't know what the third rose would be. All I can think about is my rose-shaped vibrator, but I don't think that's <laughs> useful. <laughs> um, a rose is a rose is a rose is a famous quote from Gertrude, Gertrude Stein. Stein. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, if you want to see if I can fit that if in, if you want to throw it, like, uh, but you know, I've tried Gertrude Stein and Virginia Woolf references and jokes, and they they, they don't usually fly. But yeah, because people have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I like to distance my audience with obscure literary references. It's kind of the it's kind of my thing. Um. Phone call from the angels, pager from the angels, when you know you're dead and like 
that whole, maybe they give you, maybe because the, the angels paid you, do they call you? Does something help happen when you're dead? I thought maybe. That's how you find out when you died? Maybe, yeah, that there was, a, there's like an angel, like you get a text or something. Vivid. Because <laughs> you talk about angels anyways in there. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Texting. Yeah, everyone's texting. I don't know if this is funny, but maybe uh, do you get a summons in the mail, like jury duty? Ah, yeah. (laughs) I also, I love your, um, I'm a Democrat, you're an idiot. That's so good. And I love all your wordplay, the too much that had me. Yeah. Thank you. I, that too much has, it's funny to me, but I don't know, it just sits there until mm-hmm. I say that isn't much of a joke and then it gets a laugh. Yeah, that's funny. But nobody, I, I'm, the wordplay is fun and, and Pam and Mark and I say, oh, that, it's too much, much. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like caught on, but that's just between us and yeah. I don't know if it's how it lands, the rest of it, it doesn't seem to have any um, bite. It's too much. Maybe maybe <laughs> until you develop it more, cut some of it out, and then get to that's not much of a joke faster. Yeah. But yeah. Too much. I think it's funny. Though. Too much, too much. Too much, too much. <laughs> too much, much. And I've always said there's that famous Heraclitus quote. I mean, what's... <laughs> I'm, I'm, there's no fame. Anyways, there's a Heraclitus quote where he says, not enough and too much. That's just a poem. Not enough and too much. A frag. It's a fragment. It's fragment number like yeah. 69 or something. I'm, I'm stealing Not a joke enough from Heraclitus. But that's the thing too. Like the whole concept of too much. I, I agree with you. What is too much? Like all of the, but yeah, not enough and too much. Like you can't, you think you want to have, you have, but it's not enough, but it is, but yeah. it's not. And where but you what, it. I think, you think all of that is a great. I the whole word much is it's such vague and yet we use it for a lot. I, I, I just love language and how I see hear things like too much, much or too mm-hmm. much and not enough or. Yeah. I don't know. I, just, I, I, lo- I love that joke too. Sometimes there's jokes that you love that no one else loves though. You know, that happens. Yeah. Like I have jokes that I love, love, love and the audience doesn't and I keep doing them. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right, thank All you. Right. Yay, Laura. Yay. Yay. And your next comic all the way from Ben Dorgan. I learned recently that she's a, she gets to call, she's a stripper DJ. She gets to do this with her voice all the time. Coming up to the stage. Put your hands together for the very sexy and funny Katie Ipa. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, I'm a... I'm a strip club DJ, and and in Oregon, I don't know how it works everywhere, um, but we are a full nude but no touch club. So that means you get to see everything, and they can climb you like a jungle gym, but you can't touch them. And there are guys that will spend six grand to spend four hours in a private room with one of these girls for four hours, but they don't touch them. And I am just impressed by the discipline because I can't even walk by a bowl of pasta without licking it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm impressed. Um, I feel like there is a difference between panties and underwear. 
right? If I feel, if I say every time I send my son to school, I lay in bed in my panties, that's a very specific image, right? Like they're high cut, probably thong, they're lacy. I'm obviously not wearing anything on top, no bra. My tits are just like basking in the sunlight, right? I'm probably listening to like the new Taylor Swift album, lazily playing with myself, but waiting for a man, you know, laying in bed in my panties. It's that image that Pornhub came up with so men will play with themselves in their panties, you know? But if I were to say every day I send my son to school, I lay in bed in my underwear, very different image, right? The underwear is like 12 years old, right? The fabric's coming apart from the elastic. I don't have on a bra, but I do have a tank top that has like a pasta stain on it. And you can tell I wash the tank top, but I don't really care about the pasta stain because I'm just going to get more pasta on it. I'm like watching Netflix and angrily tweeting about how there's not enough sex scenes in season two of Bridgerton. Right. That is laying in bed in your underwear. And an accurate description of what I do every day from 1030 to three. I like to call it horizontal hippo happy hour. (laughs) Uh, My husband came home in the middle of horizontal hippo happy hour the other day. And the combined sounds of me and my cat snoring made him think that the garbage disposal was on. Super sexy, right? But that's horizontal hippo happy hour. And it's all, it's all circular. Like I have, I have my vibrator buzzing me to help me get to sleep. And then I have my cat kind of purring, buzzing to keep me asleep. I just have to make sure that like my phone isn't on or that buzzing will wake me up and I'll have to start all over again. Sometimes I get a little nervous when I perform because I don't like to wear makeup. And I'm a little worried that people might be thinking I'm trying to make some sort of feminist statement. It's really a financial decision. Because for the amount of money that I would have to spend to make this face fuckable like once, I could go to Arby's like three times. And then I know what I'm going to put in my mouth is going to taste good. It's just, if you're going to spend that much money, you want to know you're going to like it when you eat it. You know. <laughs> and that's not to say that I have anything against women who wear makeup. I just think that you should be able to wear it or not wear it whenever you want. I don't like this idea of people having to be on a 24-7 hot girl schedule. Right? Like, we shouldn't have to be hot 24 7, like steaks at an all night buffet in Vegas, like ready for you to pass out on in two in the morning. Like, I just, I don't think people should be required to do that. I think we should have the option if we want to be more like a small boutique restaurant, you know? Only open from 6 to 9 p.m. on the third Thursday of the month. Reservations required. I do like some girly stuff, though. Uh, I love long, poofy skirts, right? Like, there's something about having to pick up a skirt to go upstairs that just, I love that feeling. And, like, it kind of reminds me of Princess Di, you know? And I, I can't wait to avenge her death by killing a man with my dark tunnel. I know that joke's dark, but so's my tunnel. Ha <laughs> ha! 
I was reading the other day, there's actually only five Disney princesses. According to Disney, according to canon, there's only five Disney princesses. You know who's not on that list? Elsa. The bitch who's a fucking queen. She's not a princess. You know who is on that list? Belle. And all she did was fuck a buffalo for a library. <laughs> Makes me think that Disney is cool with bestiality but still has an issue with lesbians. Just saying. I uh, recently turned, I almost don't want to admit this, sorry Pam, 38 a couple months ago, and I decided for my 38th birthday to go to a fetish club and get on the cross and get flogged. Because at that age, your birthday spankings kind of need to happen at a fetish club. Uh, you have to take your own flogger. You can't just borrow somebody else's, I guess. I didn't know that. Uh, so when I went to the sex shop, I asked for a flogger with as many strips of leather as birthday candles. That made sense to me. So now my flogger has more strips than the diabetic wing of a nursing home. It was really interesting. Like, it, my flogger is really heavy. So I nicknamed it the linebacker and my back his wife. It was, it was really affirming and I was really surprised at myself for being able to be in this room with a bunch of strangers watching me in just my underwear and heels. And it, there was a crowd and it made me realize that either I am actually really sexy or I make a really good like circus act. But either way, I could make a lot more money if I stream it next time. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I've done a really great job in terms of body positivity and kind of, you know, developing a friendship with my body. I like pretty much everything about it now, only I don't, I don't really have an ass. Like, my butt is so flat that only conspiracy theorists believe in it at this point. <laughs> but I was dancing naked in front of the mirror the other day, as we all do, as we should. And I realized I do have a booty, guys. I have a Kim Kardashian booty. I just keep it in the front. I don't twerk, I giggle. You guys know the best part about fucking a girl with a front butt, right? No matter how you have sex, it's still doggy style. They both jiggle when you spank them. <laughs> spank, spank, daddy. Uh, my name is Katie Ipok. Thank you so much. Yay, yay, Katie Ipok, yay, body positivity, yay. All of that, super funny stuff. Oh, you get to stay up there. Oh, I know, I just. Oh, okay. I want to be able to take the notes. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, I loved all the panties. I was laughing my ass off back here because you like say a bunch of things that I like think I think about that Disney princess thing. I thought was really funny. <laughs> the whole panties thing. I was on board with it. And the Bridgerton thing at the end. So funny. Yeah. yeah like because but it's you know, I'm a, I'm a I like that kind of show. I'm a deep Netflix watcher. So uh, but I've never heard anyone do a Bridgerton joke. So right. that makes me happy. I mean, a lot of love is blind ones. I even have a love is blind one. But yeah. well, and that was the funny. thing about season two. Everyone was pissed that there wasn't a lot of sex in season two of Bridgerton. Yeah. Like it wasn't. It just became a soap opera, right? There wasn't enough fucking, which I felt like was weird for <laughs> Victorian romance. But whatever. Right. With the <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of strange things about Bridgerton. <laughs> Fair. Um, uh, I love. 
all of your homages to pasta. Here is a thing, and and I don't know if I think you you can you did a lot of um, body positivity jokes. Uh, horizontal hippo happy hour also is four H. You know what four H is when people. 4-H club. Yeah. I think you have an extra joke Isn't in there. Isn't that learning how to have sex with cows? Or right, some big, but not that it's cows, but it's all, it's all animals. But 4-H is like, I think, uh, maybe the joke is there aren't, there aren't any hippos in 4-H. Oh. Because they're, anyways, I, think, I love that you say it multiple times, and I think it's an incredibly clever turn of phrase that I've never heard before. But I just went, I went, wrote it down, and I was like, oh, that's 4-H's, 4-H. I don't know if that's offensive or you can make it funny. You all that stuff was super great. Other we got comments. Yeah. Um. Uh. When you talk about the flogging, you said in my underwear, but I think you can do a callback to panties. panties. Be like, I'm sorry, panties. panties. <laughs> okay. Um, and I also, it might be a great twist to save that you have a kid and a husband to the end because so much of your stuff, like. I relate to as a single person, it feels a little raunch. And then if there's an opportunity to, like, I'm like, wait, what? She's married and has a child. Right. Um, Um, And even with the, like, killing, like, killing a man in your dark tunnel, like, I think that'll, it'll get a bigger laugh. Like, I kind of, I was like, but she's married. Like, that's not, so if you save that to the end, maybe. Okay. I like it. Thank you. I like your stuff. There's only one thing I didn't understand. And it must be a medical thing. Strips, diabetic. I would love help with that because I've been. Wait. Yeah, because diabetic. I was just trying to think of what's a lot of strips. And my husband was pre-diabetic for a long time. And so to me, strips. Repeat the bit or the joke. Um, My flogger had so many strips of leather. It was like the, the diabetic strips at a nursing home, like trying to find something that also has a lot of strips. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. That's clever. That's clever. I also felt like maybe, I mean, I know what flogging is because, you know, I've been to Burning Man. (laughs) (laughs) And Folsom Street Fair just happened. Um, But you might want to give just a line explaining what flogging is for people that don't know because they might think it's like Jesus and cat of nine tails and like you're being <laughs> yeah, ripped yeah. apart and bleeding but it's it's not that it's you know if i'm lucky yeah ah! <laughs> um and then that ending it the the that you didn't stream it was oh yeah it was so funny it was really funny thank you and the lady die joke was hilarious i feel like it takes me a little longer to get into than the payoff is worth huh. oh okay well this not everybody remembers how lady die and that guy died in the tunnel. Maybe they're right. Maybe it's they're not super. It's not a fresh. Well, and the whole puffy skirt thing. I have to, mm-hmm. you know, girl all- stuff, puffy skirt into princesses. Right, because it's yeah, princess. I get it. It's the because lady die was a princess too, but the and the bell thing. That's very funny with the bestiality that they. That's a really great thing about Disney. I never really thought of. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so yeah, they have some problematic stuff in there. Oh yeah. But I, I laughed at I laughed at all that stuff. Crouched even just waved at me. Oh, the only thing I can think of is maybe um, with and I laughed so hard at this joke too with the finances and Arby's. Maybe three times at Arby's. Maybe be hyperbolic and raise that number. 
Because makeup really is expensive. I mean, it's like. Oh, that's true. I mean, three times the RB. I mean, because I'm thinking like, ah, it's 60 bucks. But makeup can be like $200. So I'm yeah. like. Especially if you're starting from like scratch. 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 Yeah. yeah. I was trying to do a she was oral sex. Yeah, because she, she, she said something about, you said like to get laid, right? Like you make up your face. Oh, right. oh, make my face fuckable. Yeah, make my face fuckable. Yeah. I, I feel like that does get lost in translation more than once. You're not wrong. <laughs> love that one too. I love front butt. That's with that. <laughs> Was good. I don't twerk, I giggle. All right, well, clap your hands together, everybody, Woo! for Katie Ipock. Yay! Well, we did it, and that's how the joke workshop works, and this was super fun. And uh, tonight we've got shows all over town at 7 o'clock Mars Bar, 7 o'clock Hotel Utah, 7 o'clock OMG, and 7 o'clock Barbary Coast, 9 o'clock at the Bar on Dolores. Uh, hope to see you all there.
Gentlemen, Bug Out Square, thanks for doing what you got to do to do, but you got to stick around because we got another couple hours of uh, this instrumental thing we're going to roll right into, Claudia and the Loaf. So thanks for doing what you got to do to do.
Cunningham. Your people I do not understand. 